Hello, you're listening to Fish Food, a podcast for entrepreneurs who started working for themselves to build companies that grow into thriving businesses. Here, we provide bite-sized accounting and entrepreneurship advice in 20 minutes or less. I'm your host, Keila Hill Trawick, and whether you're acting as your own accountant or looking for a new one, this podcast is for you. Welcome to the show. Very excited to have with us here. Welcome to the stage. <laughs> okay, so I am actually really excited about this. Um, Anna and I met each other online first and then in person, and then we had a really long day together, and now we are mutual clients of each other. So it is a friendship and business relationship all in one. But I, I'm really excited to have Anna here today, um, and I'll let her introduce herself. But because I think that she's excellent at what she does, she has made me think about podcasting differently, about how we use it for our business, and just thought that this could be a really cool conversation for people who either have podcasts and don't really know how to use them, or people who are on the fence about starting one and thinking about what kind of support you need. So welcome. Anna Gogo, we appreciate having you here. Why, thank you so much, Keela. <laughs> I love this voice that you put on for me. I, too, shall put on a voice. It's my only murders in a building voice. <laughs> <laughs> but no, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Um, hello, everyone. My name is Anna Agogo. I am the founder and creative director, and I don't know why I struggle with calling myself the CEO, but I guess I should. The CEO of Adone Media, which is a full-service podcast production agency. We specialize with with everything from branding and design because that matters in your podcast all the way down to helping you script in a different way but we'll talk about that differently um, and helping you learn how to market and position your business with a podcast and so I look at it as it's so much more than podcasting because it's really about utilizing it for your marketing utilizing it for your brand awareness utilizing it for storytelling and I think you know Everybody has a podcast these days, but not everybody's utilizing it appropriately. So that's a good place to start because it's also one of the main reasons that we decided to go with a dode for fish food. Um, partly just this thinking beyond the podcast itself to like what it could represent on a bigger scale. But before we dig into that, um, would love for you to give kind of some more insight as to like what you all do and who you do it for. So I know that there is a pivot happening and would love for you to give kind of some insight on who you are looking to serve and why. So thank you for, you know, that alley-oop that she just gave me because <laughs> that's really what that was. And so really we're looking to serve more small business owners because right now podcasting is booming. And I know everybody may feel like, oh, there's just so many, but nobody says that about blogs. Like nobody says that about YouTube channels, but somehow with podcasting, because it's getting so much limelight, people mm -hmm. think like, oh my God, there's too many out there. So I don't need to be in this field. Mm, not true. There's mm -hmm. not enough people who are creating podcasts for their business. There are not enough people who are creating it to utilize it as a marketing funnel. And so we want to focus on helping small businesses recognize that they could build brand awareness, brand authority, and utilize it as a funnel into their overall company. And so that's really where we're moving into because that's my sauce. Like yeah. that's the part that I'm really good at. We 
do amazing audio. We do amazing show notes that are SEO optimized, but it's about how to really position it, how you utilize it as a form to communicate with that target audience, how you utilize it as a way to find speaking engagements, because this is how people find you. Mm-hmm. And so as podcasting continues to grow, it's really going to be a, like a search engine in essence. And so that's that's our main focus. How did you get to this place, both in who you want to serve and just in podcasting? Because it feels like a medium. I feel like I've been listening to podcasts forever. And then all of a sudden it was like everyone else is listening to podcasts. And I was like, welcome, because I want to talk about these. But nobody was listening to them with me. But you've been doing this for a while. And the way that you work in the space and move in the space has changed. Tell me a little bit about like how you got started in podcasting and then how that path kind of brought you to this is who specifically we want to serve and serve better. My origin story. (laughs) I started when I was five. But no, honestly, this all started in the craziest way. I used to work in healthcare. I worked in healthcare revenue cycle at that. And it's crazy how life can just really take you because I got laid off from what was supposed to be my dream job when I took the job. Keyword is when I took it. When I got there, it was definitely my worst nightmare. But it was my dream job, I thought. And I got laid off. It was a mass layoff with over like 400 people and they gave me a good severance package. I've been working since I was 14. Like my first job was 14 and I was so excited. I was dumb. We ain't know. We ain't know no better. And... In that year, I said I wanted to take a year off to figure out what was next. I knew I didn't want corporate anymore, but I didn't know what that was going to look like. And so I really set out to talk to and meet other black women who had made that decision to step away from corporate. Mm. Like, that's honestly how this started was I wanted to hear from people because I I didn't know anybody who had done that. Mm -hmm. And so... You know, a podcast felt like a way to reassure other people that it's okay. Yeah. And two, a way to not be creepy to reach out to strangers to say, hey, I want to know how you did this. because like, but I have a podcast. But I have a podcast. Why don't you come talk about podcasts? <laughs> you know, because like reaching out to a stranger to be like, hey, um, I want to talk to you about why you left your job and you started this. People look at story. you. They're like, I'm sorry, what? But saying, hey, I would love to interview you on my podcast. So that it's different. Yeah. And so that's honestly how this all started was I wanted to reassure myself that I wasn't making the worst decision of my life. Like I made really good money yeah like I had a good life in that my life outside of work was great but for eight hours a day I was miserable I cried in the bathroom I hated it so being laid off and being given enough money to where I felt like I could take a year off felt like heaven Mm -hmm. but I knew that you know once the year was over I needed to figure out what I was going to do and so I started interviewing people and it sounded horrible (laughs) like it was so bad like if you go to my website on a google.com it is still there i put it there intentionally so people could see the journey we'll put that in the show notes mm, feel free to <laughs> i'm not embarrassed for people to see where i yeah. started at because i started this with intention of just learning and so it sounded god awful like it is so bad and now that i know so much more going back to listen to it i always feel like i'm dying <laughs> but once a year i listen yeah once a year. I think I was maybe four or five episodes in and I realized it was really bad. Like I was bad. I was horrible at this, but I knew that what I was talking about was really good, Mm -hmm. but I knew that the sound 
the sound was bad. Like, yeah. I don't know how else to say it. And so I literally was like, okay, I need to like figure this out. I need to meet other people. I need to clearly learn from others. Mm. And I started going to like podcast meetups and there weren't any black people. And I was like, is this not for us? I'm slightly confused. Mm -hmm. And a key thing to know about me is in corporate, I was one of those people who I worked like 12, 13 hour days. So I hadn't socialized in a long time. Like I hadn't mm -hmm. heard of Canva. I hadn't heard of a lot of things that just existed in the mm -hmm. world. Mm -hmm. I had not tapped into my creative side in so long. And so in delving into that, I told a girlfriend who had a podcast, hey, I really want to like start an organization where we could like learn from each other and all of these things. And she was like, you should do it. And she was like, well, what would you call it? And like, it's this moment of just like, in my mind, we're just like talking and it's yeah. fun. <laughs> it's just an idea. It's just an idea. Cause like, who would follow me? Like, why would I be the person to do mm -hmm. this? And when we're done talking, I was like, I'd call it Black Pod Collective, but Black would be BLK, because, you know, that was iconic in 2019, clearly. Right. And she went home, left my house, and I thought that was that. That same night, she created a mock-up and sent it to me and was like, you should do it. Like, you should just create an Instagram page. And I was like, I don't like this, but she's the one who told me about Canva. Yeah. So I went into Canva and I did something. I was like, what do you think about that? She's like, it looks great. Post it. <laughs> and that's how our first day was April 8th. At midnight, I posted this thing and I remember sitting there like, oh, that was nice. Like, you know, maybe like three or four people and like, I'll get to meet them and, you know, we'll know each other now. Like, and I'll get to like bounce things off of these four or five people maybe right. at most. By the end of 2019, our last meetup, I'm going to just fast forward to the last meetup of the year. We had a thousand people show oh up. Oh my gosh. And people were asking how to join. I was like, it's an Instagram page. You just hit follow. <laughs> They're like, no, I want to join the collective. And that's how the phrase, the collective, welcome to the collective came. Ah. So many people started asking how to join the collective. And I was like, the collective is just me. It is the collective. Did I lie to people? We're the collective is, at the meeting. They're like, no, this is it. And so fast forward to me creating Black Pod Collective as a digital resource for black podcasters to really come together, network, learn, and just glean off of each other. From doing that, people would just, I'm a big researcher, so I would find tidbits out there. Like when podcasting, I think Spotify partnered with Delta to offer podcasts on their planes. I put it out there and people were excited about it. Anytime I learned something new and I was always signed up to so many newsletters and all these things, people would like flock to me for information. So I never forgot this. Be Well Sis is this podcast and she reached out and like she was a member and wanted me to help her with her marketing like help her with marketing her podcast because that's something I had just developed with Black Pod Collective mm -hmm. and I said sure you know like I'd be happy to help you we started meeting once a month and before I knew it her podcast was getting like thousands of downloads oh wow um, features and I'm not gonna say it's just from the work that I right. did but it's also like I started seeing that oh wait I think I know what I'm talking about yeah you see a result I'm seeing results then the next person from Black Pod Collective, thousands of downloads. The next person, thousands of downloads. So I did it for ours. Within four weeks of launching our podcast, we were number 30 in the How To podcast in the US. On Apple, we were featured in You and Noteworthy. Like, it blew up, but I remember being like, huh, I think I know what I'm doing. Like, it literally was like a, oh, this is the fifth time. I think I'm actually good at this. Look at all this validation. Like, I 
think this might be it. Yeah. At this point, I've already gone back to corporate because, you know, at this point, I'm like, Black Pot Collective is not going to pay me. Right. <laughs> I have bills to pay. But this is now 2020, December, and I'm like, I think I want to help people produce their podcasts. I want to help them market it and position themselves and tell their stories because it's impactful. Mm-hmm. Got my first client, like, surprisingly, in January. Like, this is December 2020. Got my first client in January 2021. February, um, got another client. And I was like, you know what? I can live off of this. I hate this place. I have to go. Wow. By October 2021, I opened a studio. And for a lot of people, it sounds like, what the hell? Right. You missed a few things. There's something you're not telling us. No. I focused in on what I was good at, which is helping people tell a story, but also helping them understand how to market and position themselves and recognizing what people really desire. Like that's something I'm actually really good at is understanding what people really want from you. What made you want to do all of it instead of a piece of it? You know, even in our industry, it's really easy to be like, I'm I'm going to do bookkeeping or I'm going to do taxes or I'm going to kind of... I feel like niche is overused, but want to niche down to this one area that I'm just going to go hard on that one piece. And given that you had done the marketing and had started the production, they talked to each other, but I don't think that a lot of people really see that connection. What made you see it and say, I'm not just going to do, I'm not, my firm is not just going to offer one. We're going to have an array for you to choose from because we know all of these pieces are important and we feel like we should be the people that do it for you. I know how overwhelming it can be trying to piece together too many different parts of a puzzle. And so I never want people to feel overwhelmed. Like if I'm handling this one piece, I know myself and I know how to do another piece. Mm -hmm. I don't want to see my clients in distress. So I will find myself being like, oh, well, you could just Mm do that coupled with I think people should really focus in on their zone of genius. Mm-hmm. And if you're focused on your zone of genius, allow us to focus on the areas that we are good at, which is the production, which is helping you tell an amazing story, but also the packaging. Yeah. And so I believe in having everything in house. Like this is why we do web design for podcasters. This is why we also have the branding and design from your cover art to your graphic design. Because each time, like my first client, I remember telling them like, hey, you need a website. And they're like, why? And as I explained to them why for SEO purposes, to have a landing page, to have a centralized place and all of these things for your podcast, because for them, it wasn't a part of their business. It was a brand that they were creating. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes when your podcast is a hobby, you don't think about it as a brand and so as I'm telling you you need a website they're now stressed because they're like okay wait I now need to go have to find a web designer figure out if they understand my vision who's not going to do this and that's how I learned web design I was like they're like can you try and I was like sure I guess I can try yeah I'm one of those people I'll try anything and then I loved it and I was like oh this is actually really cool I really like this and so that's how we started doing web design. And that's how we brought in branding and design into it because your graphics make a difference in your podcast marketing. And so having social media graphics, having web design items, your cover art for your podcast, that matters. So this is why like we offer a full gambit of stuff. So this is why we do websites. This is why we do the branding and design, the cover art, because imagine trying to, we say, we're just going to help you market. 
Mm-hmm. But you have to launch a whole new show. That means you have to find a hosting platform. You have to create your, find somebody to create your cover art. That's a graphic designer. Like there's mm-hmm. so many elements that mm-hmm. go into it that that ends up being overwhelming. And my goal is to help people stay in the industry from a standpoint of one, your voice matters. Two, this is an important element because what often happens is we miss the wave. So like when blogging, uh, like you see all these influencers who came up from blogging or from YouTube, mm-hmm. people miss the way because of the fact that there's so many things that go into it that you're overwhelmed. Yeah. But at this ground level, like I know someone who said that they've now been podcasting for 12 years. Wow. A lot of people are like, podcasting just came here. No, it didn't. Right. This man has been podcasting for 12 years. It allowed him at year four to leave his full-time job. His podcast now pays for all his expenses. Damn. His podcast is what put his kids through college. He releases two episodes a week. He gets over 10,000 downloads an episode. He has more sponsors than he knows what to do with. And that's because he stuck to it. His podcast is not about anything that's like super out of this world. It's super niche, actually. It's about fishing. Mm, But it's consistent. It is consistent. He shows up twice a week when he's supposed to. Mm -hmm. He gives the content that his people are looking for. And he's been able to create a life for himself off of it. Yeah. I want people to have that option and not feel like there's so many things that go into this that you end up feeling overwhelmed. So I'm not saying that people are going to like, you know, abandon your small business but guess what it could be another revenue stream for you yeah and that's looking at it in a different way not just from sponsorships like if we stop to ask ourselves and this is something i tell everybody always ask your people on discovery calls how did you find me Mm -hmm. and be specific because people say social media no where we're on social because what's working is, was it a hashtag? Was it that, like, get yeah. very granular. And you'll find out, like, oh, actually, I found you from this hashtag. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't go that deep. They go as deep as social media or Instagram. Yeah. No, it's taking it one step further. What did you click on? Mm-hmm. How did you get here? Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with podcasting. It's, it's helping people recognize that it is an avenue to direct access to you. And not only does it build brand awareness, but it also builds brand authority. Mm-hmm. It helps you show that you actually know what you're talking about. So imagine you, if I'm trying to decide if I want an account or need one, mm-hmm. guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to do some research and see, you know, especially in 2022, mm-hmm. everybody and their mama know how to do stuff, you know, right? everybody tell you to buy a car and put it in your LLC and oh, that Lord. within itself means you can write it all off. Yep. And it's like, I'm sorry, what? That's incorrect. You know? Y'all don't do that. and so it's stuff like that but if I'm able to listen to you to see if you actually really know what you're talking about before I pay you yeah I can understand if this is a good fit. I can also see your personality. And that's another thing people don't even stop to think about. As a small business owner, your personality makes a huge difference in how your clientele feels. Mm -hmm. You may be able to do the exact same thing as Joe Smo up the street, but if I can connect with you better, if I see that, oh, actually we have similarities, it's the human connection that helps you stand out. And podcasting is an amazing way to showcase that human connection. So we talked about how, like, there's a lot of steps when you're podcasting and there's a lot to think about. And so one of the things that I would love to go through is if we kind of break podcasters into three categories, beginner, intermediate, advanced, 
What one or two things would you say that people should be focused on at each of those areas of podcasting so that they have a sense of like how they should prioritize? So in the beginning stages, when you're launching a podcast, everybody always thinks that's the hard part. It's actually the easiest part of podcasting. That first phase, it's building an audience. So if we're focused in on small business owners, as a small business owner, you should already kind of have an audience before you're building the mm, podcast. Mm-hmm. So by audience, I mean, like you should have built up an email list. You should have at least like, let's say 100 to 200 people on social media. You've built enough to where you have a footprint out there. Mm-hmm. So building that audience before launching the podcast is utmost importance because most people aren't leaving social media to go to another platform to then listen to you right on the spot. Yeah. That's just not reality. Most people scroll through Instagram on silent. Mm -hmm. And so it's the same notion of it takes about seven times for somebody to take action from social. But if somebody's already on your um, email list, there's already slight interest in when I already have a slight interest and you're like, oh, I should share about this a little bit more. So you cut down how many times? It's a lot easier. So it goes from seven to four. Yeah. And so those are the things that matter because of the fact that you want to drive your audience to that. So I would say for a beginner, your biggest thing is building that audience, connecting with them, engaging with them, letting people know that you have this podcast. Okay. The second thing there would also be making sure you pick the right hosting platform because your data is going to be of utmost importance. Mm -hmm. So you want to know where is your audience located at? What episodes are resonating really well with them? So Anchor is a no because Anchor does not give you that level of detail. Mm. So you, I know it's free and everybody's always like, I mean, I don't want to, I get it. You know, I think it's great if you're not using it as a marketing funnel. Mm -hmm. If you're doing it as a hobbyist, go for it. Yeah. But the moment you know that this is something you want to be a funnel into your business or you want it to be a part of your business model, you start paying for it. You need to start paying for it because then it gives you the necessary data, i.e., where is your listener located? What episodes did really well so you know, oh, this is a type of content that they want from me. Mm-hmm. So that's as a beginner. When you start moving into like the intermediate, which is usually at the like after a year. Okay. You've probably launched a good like 50 episodes or 20. You know, I'm I'm giving y'all grace. <laughs> you have some episodes under your belt. At that point, you need to be focusing in a lot more on consistency. Mm-hmm. Because at this point, you've built a slight audience. Mm-hmm. They expect something from you. And something that most people don't know is... Apple is going to reward you for your consistency. The more Mm. you show up, and if you're showing up at the same time each time, they know that, oh, at this time, we need to go pull this to tell your subscribers that you have released a new Mm. episode. Well, guess what? If you skip a week, Apple's like, oh. I reached out there. You're not there. Okay, it's okay. I'm going to come back next week. Oh, mm. Oh, I'm not coming here anymore yeah. because you're not here. Yeah. And now you've taken a break. You've kind of fallen off. And now your audience, there's millions of podcasts out there. They've gone somewhere else. Yeah. And so consistency is your really your best friend because everybody else will start to drop off. And guess what? If you're still there, you become the leader in it. Yeah. Like think about the read. Right. Do you know how many podcasts are out there that talk about very similar things to the read? Because the read was the blueprint, but they have stayed true to it. True to the game. 
And they are who people still look at as the blueprint. Mm, mm -hmm. And so that's that's as when you go into that intermediate, your focus needs to be on consistency, consistently showing up. And it shows that you really are passionate and you're you're focusing on this. Okay. When you start going into that advanced stage, it's about figuring out, okay, who are people we can partner with now? Mm. So you focus in on building the audience already. Mm-hmm. You've been consistent. Now there's partnerships. This does not always mean sponsorships. Mm-hmm. This may look like an affiliate program. This may look like a tool that you talk about all the time or that you use all the time. Having them come and sponsor or having an affiliate code mm-hmm. and putting that in every single episode. Like to this day, the Black Pot Collective podcast, I probably make about $100 on a monthly basis from just affiliate codes. Mm. I don't do anything. Right. Like, <laughs> like, it's just literally a code that's in all of our episodes. Mm. Mm-hmm. And some people might be like, it's just $100. But guess what? That adds up after a while, and I'm not having to think about that. Right. That's $100 free dollars. Free dollars. And that's just one affiliate code. Right. If I had a lot more... Let's just think about what that could look like. And so it's thinking of your podcast. Once you start showing that you're consistent, you have an audience. Next thing you know, people are then reaching out to you for speaking engagements. So it's the last piece is making sure you're utilizing your podcast as an avenue to open up more opportunities for you and your brand. I love that. So before, as we kind of come towards the end, what makes you different? Like, I know one of the things that I think about with Little Fish is there's a ton of accountants, right? Like, a lot of people could do your taxes. And in our case, we say we care. Like, we actually care about you as a person. There's a reason we only take so many people because that's how many people I can talk to and remember and interact with. And if there are 5,000 of you, I'm not going to remember all of your stuff. And so from your experience with other podcast production houses or other people that are in the space what do you think makes your brand of podcast support different it's gonna sound really weird especially in a day and age where everybody's focused on niching down like niche 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 like the amount of times that I look for an assistant and then it's like I get to their Instagram or I get to their website and it's like for coaches for finance people and I'm like father god anybody is anybody out there who wants to help me We're not super niche in that we will work with any industry. Some may think this is a bad thing because it's like, wait a minute, if you're working with just about any industry, that means you're not focusing on my industry. (laughs) Like, you don't know what's going on. No, it actually has allowed us to really test out our strategies from industry to industry. Mm -hmm. It allows for us to look at, from a holistic perspective, what's happening and then what happens for your industry. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. our focus is always going to be what is happening in the podcasting space. Right. Like what is happening for podcasts? What makes sense there? Then what is happening in your industry? Then what is happening for your brand? Yeah. There's layers to this. Yeah. I feel like a lot of these companies are focused on like niching because of the fact that then you can apply it across the board. It's much easier. Don't get me wrong. Like yeah. if I only work with accountants, I could easily just be like, whew. If you if you're trying to be an accountant that has a podcast, I'm I'm your I'm person. I'm your person. Like this is it. I know all of that. 
Well, baby, when you have to focus in on, we have veterinarians as clients, we have accountants, we have real estate agents, we have outdoor activists, right? You know, we have animal rights activists. Like, there's so many different types of clients that we support that it allows for us to keep on top of our toes, hone in our skills, and recognizing what are the things that matter and don't. Because when you've seen things fluctuate so drastically from things to things, you don't jump at just any and oh, everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're starting to be like, oh, I know what that is already. Yeah. And so it allows for us to really have a broader perspective. And it also lets us see like, oh, this what works well. Mm-hmm. The other piece that makes us super different is... We really do this. Like, I mean, <laughs> real deal do this. And I mean this from a perspective of some of our clients are from iHeart to Revolt to Black Effect. And we work with some of the biggest names yeah. in the industry. So we know this. Yeah. This is not just like, oh, we only work with small businesses. No, we work with small businesses and big businesses. Yeah. And so we're able to see from different scales what makes sense from the biggest of budgets to smaller budgets. Yeah. And lastly, I'm ingrained in the podcast space in ways that a lot of podcast production companies are not. Mm. Um I have a podcast community, which is how I started all of this, a podcast conference, and now this podcast production agency. I touch on all points of podcasting. It is an ecosystem. So as I'm being pulled in on this side of the house, I'm able to say, actually, I have a client who does da-da-da-da. What are your thoughts on that? You know, like, what do you guys see happening X, Y, and Z? So I'm able to utilize those relationships and those conversations from the big clients to help my smaller clients clients and it fulfills me so we do this over here well you know you come highly recommended on our side I am I've been super impressed on just the commitment to the podcast I feel like sometimes you'll remind me when I'm like I don't have time and you're like okay so I'm gonna need that by the end of today so that we can that stay on cute. schedule that was cute that Appreciate you just it. told me you don't have time but you're still gonna do it yeah and it's always just a good product I always feel like I'm learning a lot so I appreciate you uh, we'll put obviously because y'all editing we'll put all the information <laughs> in the show notes um but before we go my last question especially I think this will be particularly insightful from you because you're touching so many different spaces. What is one piece of advice that you would give to aspiring entrepreneurs, people who are either on the fence or starting a business and are like, what now? What is one piece of advice you'd give them? Show up a thousand percent of the time for your goals. Mm. I often get the question of how in the world did you have an idea to finally turn something into a business in December of 2020, leave your full-time job in February of 2021, and open a 1,500-square-foot studio by October of 2021. Yeah. And my answer is always going to be, I show up a 1,000% of the time for everything that I believe and say I'm going to do. Mm. I do not wait for anybody to encourage me or speak into me. I have to do that yeah so showing up a thousand percent of the time for the things that you say you want no matter what even on hard days even on days where you don't feel like it on days where it's like you know what maybe this was a bad idea mm-hmm. know that the moment that you had the idea the moment that you said it was something that you wanted until you have it you show up and some people probably think to themselves oh my god that sounds exhausting 
I'd rather be exhausted now so that that way when I look back on my life and it's time for me to relax, I did the things I said I wanted. Yeah. I never want to feel like I was the barrier in any of my desires or goals for myself. Yeah. And so I think in a sea of, you know, it's a great resignation. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are leaving their jobs. In a sea of trying to figure out what is next for yourself, map out fully what you want your life to look like. Yeah. And then work your way backwards of what you do to attain that. Once you have done that, whether that's breaking it down into quarters, because that's what I do, Mm -hmm. I break things down into quarters. Now, granted, I probably need to start breaking it down into years, but anyway, (laughs) that's neither here nor there. Steps. Steps, you know, babe steps. But breaking down what you say you want for your life and then putting the amount of pressure on it that you need. Yeah. And I know, you know, right now mental health is important. But I think we can sometimes allow our mind to limit our body and our capabilities. Mm, mm -hmm. And so it's pushing beyond those mental barriers that you may have from time to time to allow yourself to actualize the most optimal life for yourself. And for me, that's not money driven. For me, the most optimal life is I get to wake up whenever I feel like waking up. I don't set an alarm to wake up. Yeah, I wake up when my body decides it wants to wake up. If I decided tomorrow I don't feel like working, I can do that. Yeah. That's a life I want for myself. Yeah. And so I think we all have to figure out what that life looks like and then what it takes to attain that. And write it pen to paper. Not on, don't type it up. Don't put it in your little notepad on your phone. Write it pen to paper. I have mine on the mirror of my bathroom. When I wake up every day, it's a list of this is what you said you want for your life and these are the things you said you have to do every day mm-hmm. to achieve that. Yeah. And I just do it. So y'all heard it. So now you need to go do it. I need to go do it as well. Um, thank you very much for being here today. Can you tell the people where they can find you on the internet? So you can find me at all things Anna Agogo. So, you know, you can look at the show notes for that. Because <laughs> I know people are probably like, Anna, what? Anna Agogo. You can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter. My website is all Anna Agogo. From there, you can find every brand that falls under me. But for specifically, if you know that you are ready to take that leap and launch a podcast or hand over management of your podcast, you can head over to Adode. It's not Adobe. It's Adode. A-D-O-D-E media.com and see how we can support you in bringing your next project to life or taking the hassle out of podcast production. Thank you very much. I appreciate you. I'm glad that you took this time to be with us today. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us today. If you like what you heard, I've got good news for you. We're supporting you all over the internet. Check out our Instagram at littlefishaccounting or our website, littlefishaccounting.com for guidance, resources, and ways to work with us. Plus, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to make sure that you don't miss a future episode. See you next time.